0: I wonder does anyone listen? to I listen? I listen? I listen? I listen? I listen? I listen? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Thoughts by the Village, the podcast. Hope you're having a great day. I am, and I'm glad to have you back here with me. Got a great show for you today. Today I'm going to talk about um, uh, a post. You know, a lot of my stuff comes from posts that was brought to my attention about um, a real man or what a real man does. We'll get into that in a minute. But before that, a couple of announcements. First and foremost, for those of y'all that are fans of Growing Up Ville Diop, you need to go back. Because Friday, I dropped a new episode of Growing Up Ville Diop, House Party. And on this one, I'm talking about this epic-ass party me and my friends threw back in high school. While my mom was out of town, it was almost like some real uh, 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 TV sitcom-type vibe, the way we did this. But you guys need to go and check that out. That's first thing. Second of all, I'm coming Wednesday... No, I haven't dropped the interview in like two weeks. Partially because to uh, my daughter being in town. Then last week trying to get back caught up and back into the floor of things. Didn't really have time to arrange much anything. But now Wednesday I have a young lady coming on to tell her story. How she went from homelessness to being um, Miss Pennsylvania and putting together organizations. To actually help people uh, to make it through their hardships, to give them opportunities. And uh, Miss uh, Sandale Taylor, she'll be on the show Wednesday, so make sure y'all come back Wednesday for that. Now, before I get into the main topic, I want to tell a little story. Barbershop story to be exact. I'm in the barbershop yesterday, and there's a young boy in there. He's in there visiting with one of his friends. Who's a barber? Two young guys. I say the the barber guy. He's probably early twenties, early twenties something like that. And then his friend is like in high school, young boy. So I can't even remember how the conversation turned to this, but they started kind of clowning on him about the week before when he came in to get his haircut because he wanted this real specific style haircut because um, he was trying to get the interest of this young lady. And, you know, how the young boys, they get wear their hair to where it looks, like it's unkempt. You know, they have this special brush or sponge or whatever that they wipe over their head and it makes the hair look nappy. Right after they get a haircut. Don't understand it, but I do understand it because, like, I grew up in the 90s in the South. So, uh, locks was our thing. So, it's kind of like, ah, uh, I'm not even gonna try to get in all that. But on this particular day, he didn't want that. Because he said this young lady was... A different breed so he didn't know if she liked the guys who wear the hair like that so he didn't do it so you know the barbershop is unforgiving the barbershop is like the internet the barbershop is undefeated man once you become a joke in the barbershop they're gonna ride it out and it's not even with any mild intent it's just just how the barbershop ends anything goes in the barbershop so they're they're clowning they're clowning them for a while and then one of the guys was, was trying to give him some game because he earned he got his barbershop nickname his barbershop nickname was No Game James <laughs> yeah that's what they crowned him No Name James so No Game James so one of the guys he was trying to tell him you know how to approach the young lady how to talk to a young lady and he was telling him that he had been married for 18 years so young boy was like I can't listen to you You've been married for eighteen years. And all the old heads Yeah. I'm calling myself old head included too. Because these guys are in their twenties. So twenties and in the teens. So to us to so to them, yeah, we're old heads. So it's like I can't listen to the old head. He been um he been married since he was eighteen and everybody's like, What? What see this is what the young boy didn't understand and any of my younger listeners out there, take heed to this. Even some of the older ones who just don't get it. Take heed to this. A man does not simply be married for 18 years if he don't know what he's doing. Now, of course, as if with anything, there are some rare occasions to where situations may come where, um, you know, a person has to stay or chooses to stay for reasons besides wanting to be there. I know people that have the relationship, the marriage died a long time ago but they're still hanging around for the kids, waiting for the kids to grow up or whatever financial reasons or whatever, they're still hanging around but for the majority I'm going to say the majority of people that are in marriages relationships, partnerships for 18 years they don't make it them damn 18 years without (laughs) without somebody knowing what they're doing and generally it's It's more unlikely that both parties have a good grasp, a good understanding of what it takes to have and maintain a relationship for that relationship to last that long. So listen to the old head. The people that you don't want to listen to, the people that you don't want to get relationship advice from are those single people or those people that are constantly in and out of relationships. But for some reason, those seem to be the people that will take the most advice from, and that's, that's backwards that's as backwards. Look to the people who are doing I always said that um, I don't want to take information from somebody that has not done or at least attempted what I'm trying to do. Now, because that person, the person that fails, they too can teach you something a lot of the time because they're going to be pretty accurate or should be pretty accurate at telling you what not to do, what you shouldn't be doing, you know what I'm saying, because they've already failed, and that person who is actually doing what it is you're trying to do, of course, they got advice for you, because they're actually doing, they're living what it is that you're trying to do, so, but that person who has never done, has never even attempted their hand at what you're doing, or what you're trying to do, avoid that person at all costs, but that old head that wisdom from that old head may change this young boy's life forever and he didn't even know it. He didn't even realize it. <laughs> That's just baby thick too. Another story. Story time. Are y'all enjoying these stories? I hope so, because I'm gonna keep going. Another story, right? So that same day, same day, Sunday, I was at the gym and I go to I go to get one of those sanitizer bottles so I can spray my tissue so I can go wipe down the equipment that I was using. And while I'm over there getting the bottle, this young lady walks up. and She's pregnant. I'm talking about stupid pregnant, like about to bust pregnant. She walks up, and she says something to me, but I have my hair, my earbuds in, so I can't hear him. And then I pull my earbud out, and I'm like, "Excuse me." And she says, "Do you go? Should you go to the emergency room if you got in an accident in the parking lot?" Now at this point, I fully understood. I fully grasped exactly what she was saying but i didn't comprehend it <laughs> it threw me off so i asked her again wait say i'll oh, me, say say that again and she says to her, have you if you get into an accident in the parking lot should you go to the emergency room because my dad says that i should go to the emergency room because even though i feel good my baby could be messed up and i'm like yeah you definitely if somebody hit your car you're in an accident you do want to get checked out Because, like you said, you may be feeling good, but something could be going on with the baby. And then she tells me, yeah, but this lady, she was saying that her car was cutting off or something, but she just kept backing into me and backing into me and backing into me like she was doing it on purpose. I'm like, man, that's wild. You know, when when you're in a conversation and you want a way out, but you can't think of a respectful way out, so you just be like, oh, that's wild. Or you be like, oh, that's crazy, hoping (laughs) that I wrap it up. Well, it didn't, because then she would proceed to tell me about her ex and how her ex was messing with her friend. And then she started talking about AIDS being out here and diseases and that's wrong and how that's trifling. And I'm standing here in shock. All I wanted to do was get some sanitizer so I can go spray down my equipment. And I'm in this full-fledged conversation with this person I don't know. Well, it's, the conversation is really uh, one-sided because I got nothing to say. I'm just standing there with my mouth wide open. Like Grammy used to say, if you don't, if you keep your mouth like that, something won't fly in it. I'm just standing there full mouth wide open. Like, where the hell did this come from? And I can't help but to, to wonder, what was it in that moment? What was it about me? Me specifically, me personally, that made her so comfortable to share that with me? Because... Uh, I don't think I really have an approachable face, and you know I'm a big dude. I might not be as muscular as I used to be, but I'm a big guy. And she was definitely smaller than me, shorter. She was more, she was a petite little thing. And I definitely don't feel like I'm a welcoming figure. But I guess I was, man. I guess I may be giving off some type of energy or some aura to to to, to or something out there. Just let her know that I was approachable. Because I know some of y'all are thinking like, damn, why well, I would've said this, I would've had that. I would've just walked off, but that's not how the VI is. For, because I understood in that moment still, even though through all my shock and all my wondering of why you chose me to talk to, there was still a part of me that was like, she came to me to, because clearly she had something on her heart, something on her chest, She wanted to get off or she was lonely or or whatever the reason was. But just the fact that I was giving off that energy that made her feel like this guy, I'm, I'm gonna talk to, I can talk to. Because you never know what people are going through. And I just like to think that maybe those little two, three minutes that I stood there and allowed her to tell me her story, excuse me, those two, three minutes that I allowed her to stand there and tell me her story. Uh, hopefully made a difference to her. And made her day better. That's what I like to think. Alright, so boom. Let's get into this. It was brought to my attention these two posts. One was saying that. How did it go? A real man. No, that ain't what it said. One said. Don't, fellas, don't let these ladies A real man would you To the bottom of your pockets I'm going to repeat it again He said, fellas, don't let these ladies A real man would you To the bottom of your pockets Basically man, saying Don't let women Use that catchphrase To manipulate you Into coming off all your money The second one said uh, <clears throat> Dang, I should wrote it down the second one said is, said that I've noticed that well, a lot of women use the, a, a real man, quote, when it's to their benefit, only when it's to their benefit. So someone asked me, DeVille, DeVille, what do you think about this? <clears throat> now, first and foremost, let me put this out here to you. Fellas, you should not be letting anybody, especially social media, dictate to you what your idea of what a real man is or is secondly ladies you should not definitely not be letting social media dictate to you as to what a real man is or isn't because this is social media and we have to realize that social media tends to pander to certain demographics And by pander, I mean they tell you what they what you want to hear. They say quotes and they say things to gain your approval. They never say anything that you disapprove of. But here at Thoughts by Deville, di, we have opinions, right? And I'm not afraid to share my opinions with you. So, another thing that I find odd is that when I stroll through social media Majority of these a real man this Or a real man does that Posts are coming from Women Now Don't you think it's kind of ironic that Women are able to put this vibe out there And tell men What a real man is or isn't Or what a real man should Or shouldn't be doing Reason why I say that is If you were to take that and reverse it, take that statement and reverse it, and there were men out here saying, a real woman does this, and a real woman does that, and a real woman would never, and a real woman wouldn't let you. How would that be received? You know how much backlash you get for that? Social media would eat you alive, literally, for that. But for whatever reason, women are allowed to get away with telling us how we should and we shouldn't be. That's neither here nor there so in regards to what DeVille thinks about um men or women attempting to a real man you to the bottom of your pocket I do think that there are some women out there key word being some because I know people there are some people out there that are just their level of pettiness is so low that they're going to try to take this and make it a generalization. So I repeat for the third time, there are some women out there who do, do this, who do try to take advantage of that statement. That's It's one of those statements that um, it's a strong statement. It plays with your ego because they're telling you, for someone to say that a real man wouldn't let his woman, whatever, that implies that if you are not doing, or if you're letting your woman do whatever, that you're not a real man. So that mess with the man's ego, it messes with his psyche. So in turn, you will have a lot of men that will comply with whatever it is that they said a real man should or shouldn't be doing so that they can feel like they're real men. And I know y'all, some of y'all like, well, Deville, Deville, you have to be a weak man to fall for something like that. But look, don't pass judgment because there are more men out there than than will probably acknowledge the fact that they have been a real man would or a real man wouldn't into doing something that they would prefer not to do. But a lot of them would never admit that. So, yes, there are people. Just, it's game. Just like we was talking about, no game, James. It's game. There are people out here who will run this game on people to get them to do what they want to do. A real man leaves his, uh, a woman uh, half his check when he gets paid. Just all type of... I've seen all type of the whole gallery of just foolishness behind this type of topic. I, said, uh, uh, <laughs> I saw one guy. He said he went to a whole rant about how he doesn't let his lady... Uh, Her gas Every Sunday night He takes his wife's car He takes it to the gas station He fills it up So she never has To worry about gas For the whole rest of the week She never has to worry about gas Period Because he always fills it up I commend the brother I commend the brother For doing that That is a very honorable Thing to do But at the same time Doing that does not make you A real man And not doing that Does Does not not make you a real man there are some brothers i heard a brother talking about how he's the boss of his house and you know why he says he's the boss because he pays all the bills he says his wife isn't even on a bill her name isn't even on a bill sounds good don't it but at the same time like i say i commend the brother you are taking care of that household you have accepted the role of provider and protector of that household of that family of that woman I salute you, brother. But at the same time, that by itself does not make you a real man because that would imply that if you don't, then you're not a real man. There is no single factor that makes you a real man, quote-unquote. And that right there implies that the key to being a real man is paying for everything. Now, we all know that there are a lot of men out there who pay all the bills they pay for everything and they're still out here cheating they're still out here having two or three homes two or three families you know they're doing whatever they want to do but they are paying all the bills there's no one thing that dictates whether or not you are a real man your character how you interact with that woman how you interact with your children how you interact with your family how you interact with your strangers and the public and everyone around you, your character will dictate whether or not you are a real man, not because you go and pump somebody's gas so that they never have to punch, pump a gas, touch a gas pump. I pump my old lazy gas when we're in the car together, but you know what, at the same time, when we pull up to a gas station, she's still to this day after what, like two years? She still, to this day, jumps out of the car and tries to pump the gas. And I literally have to get out the car and go around there and get to the, get the pump and pump it. Because she's already in um, the habit of not looking for anybody to do anything for her. Which I feel like is awesome. Independence. I feel like <clears throat> it's demeaning to women to try to push them in a role. Because, listen, walk down this rabbit hole with me right quick. You may agree, you may disagree, but either way, opinions are welcome here. I think it's kind of demeaning, it kinda of takes away from women if you say, okay, the man's job is to pay all the bills you know, so that's the mortgage, the rent, light bill, gas bill, whatever. He pays the car notes, car insurance, medical insurance. He pays all the bills. And he's protector. So what does that leave for the woman to do to Stay home, cook, clean, raise babies. How does that sound to (laughs) y'all? You see what I'm saying? How does that sound to you out there, ladies? Because I know at one point you're rooting and you got your hands raised to the sky. Yes, I want that guy who pays all the bills, which I'm not saying that he can't. But I'm saying if if, if we're trying to define a man strictly by that, what does that leave for y'all to do? Are they trying to put y'all back into the house barefoot and pregnant and in the kitchen? Is that what they're trying to say? If they're saying that's where your value is because for you to tell someone, tell a man that his value is in his pockets, then where is the where, where do we leave for the woman to have value? I don't know. That's up to for, you, for you to decide. At the end of the day, DeVille thinks that however a person chooses to run his household isn't Uh, Is how they choose to run their household. And I do not feel like that any of those things that I mentioned dictate what a real man was or is or will be. But I did digress away from the topic a little bit from how I started. Yes, there are women out there who do use the real man would never to um, get money out of men. And there are women out there who manipulate the a real man will to get what they want, to, you know, get them to do what they want to do at the end of the day. But <clears throat> the discipline that I want y'all to take from this one is don't let nobody tell you define your role in your relationship other than the two people that are in the relationship. Cause at the end of the day, those two people are the most important people in that relationship. Take this information, use it however you will, but remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Thank y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI the podcast. I love y'all. I'm out of here. Peace.